everybody, welcome back to the Six Pack Podcast. We've on one hell of a hiatus. Uh, was it six, seven weeks now we're going on, Miller? Something like that. Uh, a little, we get a little busy, allergies kick in, where you can't taste or smell anything, so... Yeah, it's really not beneficial to what we're trying to do right here for all these nice people. No, it's not. So, we'll call this uh, episode four and a half, you guys? Yeah, episode four and a half. It's not quite a full, well, it's kind of a full six pack. It is a full, yes. Yeah, we're drinking a full beer each. Uh, what are we representing here? The Samuel Adams Longshot American Homebrew Contest. Basically, we uh, every year Sam Adams puts on the show. Uh, right now, I believe the entries are closed for the 2014. Sorry, we uh, missed the boat on that one to give you guys a little heads up if it was coming. Uh, basically, Sam Adams puts on the show where they get over a thousand entries on you know their their brew uh american by american home brewers and some of their employees and with this six pack they put together they take uh two people that you know that are home brewers and one of their employees and they you know make a six pack out of their beers that are judged pretty uh Hardly because you know it's Sam Adams, so they yeah, know not exactly a small time. Yes, they know, they know what they're looking for. Uh, it's uh, just I know one person uh, that it's uh, one that's it's you know sometimes you get a little fame, you get a little recognition for it. Uh, for anybody that's located in Mass or around New England, uh, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and heard of Newberry Port Brewing Brewing Company, they did the Greenhead IPA. We and a pale ale that we've touched on before uh their head brewer in 2009 won it and in 2008 he was the runner-up so you know to go from runner-up to uh winner it's you know you're doing something right as a home brewer definitely and uh right now what we're going to do is try to give uh these nice folks uh one employee and two basically people that you're generally aspiring to be i mean probably more the third person, the employee. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what we're going to do is, you know, you'll hear about these people. Uh, you'll hear about the beers. Um, I guess right off the rip, going with some show notes here. Actually, things I got from other people in uh, the podcasting world uh, during the hiatus. I actually did do some work on this show. Uh, threw it out there. Wanted to see what people thought of us, what we're doing right. Uh, Criticize us very openly for everything that we're doing wrong. Yes. And... Uh, I took a little bit at the heart, I cried, and then I got over it, and there were some really good points. Uh, sadly, we didn't do a lot of show prep on this one. Uh, this is kind of a spur of the moment, trying to get ourselves back into it, back, back into the good group. graces of our listeners, because yes. quite frankly, they're the most important people I know. Yes. After my wife. <laughs> and Very important I say that. And I don't even know where I was going. Oh yes, so show prep. What we're going to try to do right off the rip, first thing that was given to me, is tell people what we're sampling, which, yes, obviously the Sam Adams long shot, yes. but the three styles they'll be working with today, an American Stout, yes. a Grazer, I think that's how you say it, right? Um, Grazer, it's got the little dot over the, it's double dot over the A, it's Polish. <laughs> I'm, yeah, you're Polish, you should know this one. And a very intriguing IPA, more to be told eventually. So, right off the rip, how are we going to start this thing, Miller? Today we're going to start. Uh, originally, we're going to go with the the Grazia first because it's it's light. It's only four point four percent. It's uh, you know it's, it's a Polish beer, like we said. Uh, 
it's very light in color. It almost reminds me of a, uh, I would hate to say it, but Budweiser. Uh, yeah, it's similar to Budweiser. It's Maybe a little more ambery, but yeah, not much. No. Between there and uh, the, ying, the regular standard Yingling, which everybody's drinking now, because they're cheap. But that's cool. Uh, looking at our SRM scale, holding this thing up, I'd say this thing probably grades out just over a six, uh, six to six and a half. I don't know how you feel about that. You're not colorblind, I hope. No. All right, good, so you can see that. Very important. Um, what I can do is I know, you know, a lot of people say, you know, you're supposed to know the products, but let, let's face it, I've never seen a Grazer. I've never, you know, heard of it in a liquor store. I've never seen it in a liquor store, and I'm just going to give you a quick description of it. It's a unique, flavorful beer that comes alive with its combination of smoky sweetness from the heirloom smoke malt and the spicy and herbal notes from Saz Hops. Saz. Saz. I like that. Saz. Alright, well, I say we take a jump and really start to get this thing rolling. Welcome back, Miller. Welcome back. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, that's pretty good. It is. It's a little, little uh, bit on the sweet side. Yes. Reminds me a little bit of a Belgian, which... You know, oh, yeah, I've uh, been working on some of those lately. It's, you know, it's over there, so it's, you know... <laughs> Yeah, it's a little easier drinking than say uh, Duval. I'm, I'm Duval Duval. 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 I don't know. I try to stay away from those. <laughs> yeah, I personally do too. They're a little aggressive. Well, a little syrupy. I think yes. is really where it goes. Uh, but this thing here, it's I'd say it's probably just about right. Yes. Like where I'd like to have something of this kind of nature. It's light and crisp. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, a little little floral with the the saz hops, mm -hmm. saz hops, saz, sass. It's not too bad. It's, you know, the color's good. It looks very carbonated, but it yes. doesn't have that super aggressive kind of champagne-y, bubbly thing going on in your mouth. Yes. That weird you, tingly yeah. mouth feel. Getting the, uh, you know, you get the little smokiness on the, in the back. You know, it's not overly aggressive smokiness. No, you do get a little bit of that, which, uh, in theory, the Grazer, uh, Grazer style is uh, something that was made initially with a lot of oak-smoked wheat. And then from there, used a uh, a top fermenting yeast, kind of a a pre lager yeah. style beer. Yeah. Um, overall, I like this thing so far. It is. This it's is, good. You know, you, you got a nice little two inch head on it when we poured it. Uh, very, very white head. Uh, very, very pale head. Yes. Not that kind of off whitish. It's. I'd say it's pretty straight white. Yeah. And. Uh, one cool thing with it is uh, there's a lot of lacing going on. Yes. Which one tells us that we made sure to use clean cups today, which yes. is huge. <laughs> and uh, two, it's just a, a great head retention. I mean, we've had these things sitting out for a few minutes now as we primed you guys on this episode for the last seven and a half minutes. And there's still a good, noticeable head on it. Yes. Uh, problem with, uh, one thing we will note about this, normally we try to do prices on everything but this is a six pack that's you know you're not going to find a sixer of you know these certain beers because of how sam adams puts it but this six pack basically retails for ten dollars 9.99 you know it's, it's not too bad it's not it's something different it's you know you want to see what other people can do and you know people can get a little creative with this um 
I'll go into a little more depth with that when we do the IPA of why it's you know why you can be so creative doing it. But you know, it's so far it's when we uh, do the first beer, it's pretty you know they know what they're doing. So yeah, and uh, once again, uh, we should probably give a quick shout out to the uh, creator of this, Mister Caesar Marone Maron. Uh, clearly a Spanish type name. Yes. Uh, this is pretty good. He definitely seems like he had a really good idea. A, a true, definitely a unique style. Something I've never really seen. You've never seen. Yeah. Uh, so right off the rip, this guy had a great idea. You know, if you're going to do something, be a bear, be a grizzly. He took something you're not finding as part of your standard rotation, your standard run. Yes. And he ran with it. And uh, you know, Mr. Marone, thank you. I want to say. Uh, when I did catch up a little about the long shot competition, I guess he was at a wedding and they were giving away beer as a party favor or a wedding favor. And, it. you know, he thought, you know, I want to try this. And his wife bought him a home brew kit. And I guess four years later, look at him now. He's on the one of Sam Adams six packs. Yeah, not a bad rise uh, to fame right there. No. <clears throat> no, frankly, I wish I'd go to a wedding where somebody would give me beer. I mean, aside from going to the bar, so we're like, oh, hey, wedding gift, pow, beer. You'll see that in Labor Day. Geez, there's something we need to know, Miller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I guess a few last things as uh, we knock down the remainder of these uh, these grotzers is there was actually debate way back when that this was actually in the sour style. Not even close. No, no I, I don't get that one bit. A lot of the sours I drink have fruit in them, so yeah, to say this is a close to a sour, it's kind of baffles me on why. I mean, I know styles change, but you know, this is one of them where it's sweet versus sour right here. Yeah, it's, I mean, black and white, yin and yang. Yeah, I mean, the, this is something that. You know, I think it sours. Like you know, you can use as a dessert beer or something with that. Yeah, but like this, I think, cherry, yeah, lemon. This I could definitely have like with a salad or something like that. Yeah, this is good light. Uh, you know, sitting out on a deck, cookout kind of beer. This and plus with the what do we say a four point four. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a succession beer. Yeah, exactly. It's something you should be able. Well, maybe not should, but you could <laughs> maybe polish down a twelve pack of these things and still not be. Uh, the party idiot. Yeah. You know what might go go with it? A Caesar salad. A Caesar salad? <laughs> yes. That was an awful fun, dude. That's that's a two now today. Oh God. Um, yes. Uh, so obviously there was the debate of whether or not this is a sour. Which, with the sweet floral note, I'm gonna say people mustn't have had tongues back in the day when they were debating this. Yeah, especially with or the, they've never actually had a sour. Especially with the smoky malt, you know. Yeah, it's I don't fruit and smoky I mean, I don't see fruit and smoky malt go together. Mm -mm. No, we could definitely try to brew one and just see how much of a nightmare it is. Turn it into like a new planet type thing. Yo. Uh, yeah, but these things, the grazers, it typically is a higher wheat content beer, so someone like my wife who Unfortunately, had to switch over to say the new planets, the Red Bridges. Uh, she probably would not try this. No, she'd no. want to. I guarantee <laughs> it's going to absolutely tear apart not being able to, because I know for a fact it does. Especially when we go to places like uh, Quick Shout Out Union Brew House. Yes, where they have ninety nine beers on the wall. <laughs> yeah, and I'm uh, third of the way there. That plaque is coming soon, folks. And one last little tidbit about Grazer Styles. 
1922, fun fact, the Grotzers were only made by a single company until eventually much later down the road, and that was the United Breweries Grodziski. Probably some of your descendants, relatives. Could be somewhere along the way. Yeah, that's a fun fact. You have a Grotzer fortune waiting for you that you just don't know about yet. Yes, and I'm stuck working with you. <laughs> there could be worse things. You could be stuck working for uh, another person who will go unmentioned, Steve. Um, Alright, so... <clears throat> I guess in closing with this one, uh, Grazer style, Polish uh, thing with a lot of the oak smoked wheat, uh, a real floral, uh, says hops, uh, light drinking. I like it. I would drink this if this came in a full outright six pack. I'd now probably look and try to find a few other Grazer styles. Yep. And uh, Mr. Marone. You hit the mark, Sam Adams. You did you did us a definite service by picking this man's beer. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Let's see where is it. Even though the guy, once again, our buddy, who uh, on the Google Plus thing, yep. he hates our canned sound effects. Thank that's, you. Yeah, that's for you. Yeah, I love my canned sound effects. That's what makes us kitschy. So next up, we'll go with uh, we're going to work our way from light to heavy. So right now we hit a medium. Ooh. And uh, I am very intrigued by this beer. I'm a big fan of IPAs. Oh, and yeah. This one. Oh, look at that head. Is a pineapple IPA. Now, folks, I don't know if you just heard what he said. Pineapple. I've tried a lot of different beers. I've had a lot of assorted fruits in my beers. You know, you got your heavy cherry with uh, the Trogues Mad Elf. Yep. Uh, Heller. High watermelon, is it called? The 21st Amendment? Yep. You got that one and a few other watermelons. Yeah, you have Opa, Opa, Watermelon, Blue Hills, Blue, Watermelon, uh, go on and on about blueberry beers. I mean, watch, mm. you, watch you sit. Pugsley from Shipyard. Yep. Sea Dog, all those. But I've never experienced a, I want to say, tropical fruit IPA. I know there are mango IPAs out there. I've yet to I see those. That would be fun. Uh, but I've yet to come across those. Uh, with This is what I like about the Sam Adams Long Shot competition. It's because it's you can be creative and you know try to push like you know try to push the limits of something like this. Uh, when it comes to like brewing and breweries, you know you can have a great idea. You can have a award-winning beer. You can have an award-winning like you know pineapple IPA or even a uh, chili pepper beer. The problem is if that's the award-winning beer and it's your staple beer, it's not. I wouldn't say it won't do well, but to have that be a staple beer, you're you're looking at trouble. Uh, I mean, as much as I love uh, Chipotle pepper beer or, you know, jalapeno beers or something like that matter, if that's your go-to beer in a brewery, you might not make it off the ground that much. But I could be completely wrong on that one. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> typically if you're going to try to mass market something, make money, make a living off of it, you Yes, you can have one or two kitschy things that jump out here or there, you know, a quick seasonal where you like the Trogue Mad Elf. I mean, very heavy, very syrupy, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but the cherry taste in it is kind of cool. It's, you know, a little bit different. I mean, you get a lot of lambics that do that kind of thing. But to 
try to do something crazy, like say a pineapple IPA, and say like, oh yes, this is my flagship beer. This is what I'm gonna, you know, hitch my sail to. Bold decision. I'd, I'll definitely support you if it's good. Yeah. But that's it's a dangerous, dangerous play. Yes. And this this one was done by. Teresa Burry, who is a Sam Adams employee, like I said. Uh, An inside job. Like we we said, uh, there's always (laughs) two American homebrewers, and then there's a one Sam Adams employee. So, you know, congratulations to her. And i got to say real quick, uh, on the bottles, they tell you what it is. They have a little rendering of the person's face. She looks like Patricia Arquette to me. (laughs) Kind of weird. Just saying. Uh, All right, so... IPA, pineapple. Got it's, a good head to it. It definitely does. It's it's very thick, very creamy. Look at that. It sticks to the finger. It doesn't drop off. I should have washed my hands first. <laughs> it's got a, uh, you know, oh, wow. it's got the tropical oh, wow. fruit smell. Yeah, it definitely does. It's not overpowering, not a real heavy uh, fragrance to it, but it's a, you can definitely get a good note to it. It's not overpowering uh, with the pineapple. You can taste the pineapple. Yeah, you, you get this little bit of sweetness of it. It's a, it's a little muted. I, I would like to see maybe a little more pineapple, but this it's not bad. It's it's refreshing. Yep. It's a lawnmower beer. Yes. Well, it's six percent now. Well, I've seen your stripes. You'll be fine. <laughs> Might actually improve it. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's pineapple is one of those dangerous things to play with. Like any other fruit beer, it's when you add fruit to a beer, you don't want to overpower the fruit. You want to, you know, and you don't want to have it very on the light side where you just wasted money dumping a bunch of things. And one thing I can see good about using pineapple and pineapple juice is it's not since it's light in color. You know, it's not going to destroy a beer's look. Uh, I've tried to make uh, blueberry beers with real blueberries. You, it takes a lot and the ones you can blend it a smurf. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> does. It comes out purple. And I probably have mentioned this before. It's like when breweries say, oh yes, we use like real blueberries. No. Uh, you're using, you can use real blueberry extract, which is not going to dye your color. But when it comes to dumping pounds and pounds of blueberries into a beer to get a blueberry taste, you're turning your beer purple. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a simple fact. I mean, you use real fresh raspberries, you're going to get a red note. You use green beans, I'm sure you end up with a green note. I'm making a green bean IPA now, uh, patent pending. Uh, but that said, uh, looking at this, this has got a nice dark amber color. Yeah. Uh, once again, it's got a real... Uh, real carbonated look to it though not particularly aggressive uh, yeah not aggressive not you know like I said earlier champagne-y bubble mouthfeel to it uh, looking at the SRM I'd say this thing leans towards the like I said the darker end of where IPAs are probably in the 10 to 12 range if I had to gamble uh, but it, it looks good tastes good sweet Little, little bit underwhelming. Not. I probably did get my hopes up seeing pineapple. Pineapple, IPA yeah. And, you know, I, I set myself up to be disappointed, really. But you were hoping need a pineapple right you in a beer. A, a little bit. A little I mean, bit. I don't know if you've any or anybody else. Sea uh, Dog has their Sunfish Ale. I don't know if you've had that yet. Nope. It's 
incredibly unique to me. It's it's a definitely kind of a chick beer, but it's delicious. I've been drinking those things like crazy whenever I go out. It's you, you smell it. It's a simple ale, not too overpowering, probably right, right around five percent. But the note, you smell it, it's like bam, I'm going to eat a peach. You drink it, it's like oh no, that's a grapefruit. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Uh, yeah. So random tangent with some with this. I guess I was hoping for something in that kind of a mold where it's like, oh, look at that, look at that aroma, that's delicious. Yep. And then this, to get it in the mouth, like, oh, there it is, that's a pineapple. It's like eating a can of Del Monte over here. It's not quite there, but it's not bad. It's, no. it's definitely not bad. I'd wager she definitely earned a spot on the six pack with this. Yep. And, you know, all told, maybe a little spot in my heart, too. <laughs> I like it. Yes, I do, too. For me, Having this, it's almost kind of, you, know, you might have to do like a dessert with this because of the fruity note or a little sherbet, you think, you know? I could see that. I could see that. Make a crazy little uh, pineapple IPA float. Yeah, something like that. See how that goes. Bam. We're, we're doing this. Oh, I just broke one of my, once again, the swearing thing. I slipped. You can barely hear it, but I said it. And I'm going to try not to do that again. Because apparently kids might want to listen to this, which I thought was a weird thing since, in theory, I don't know how to make it a 21 plus podcast yet, yep. except to put the explicit tag on it. But, uh, you know, I don't think, I could understand if you're in Montreal, you're, okay, fine, you're 18, cool, or somewhere in Europe, I'm sure they have like a 16 drinking age country. Uh, yeah, once you see over the bar. Yeah, exactly. I, I wish we had that rule when I was little, which I still kind of am, but... Overall, I don't even remember where I was going, but I like this beer. Yep. It's very good. Um, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I lost it. Completely blew my entire trance. Uh, I remember where I wanted to go. Oh, yeah. Swearing, which takes me right back around. Full circle. The IPA uh, distinction on this. What's your typical opinion on an IPA? What's the first and foremost thing that you feel as though should hit you hops. either hops little mm, you're little not getting the hops but then again you uh, a lot of the times when you drink you, you know IPAs can be they can be lightly hopped they have to hit a certain criteria but a lot of the you know the stones and all that high hop everything like that yeah the California hop yes. revolution yes. yes and if you want to hop you can't do a fruit IPA and hop the hell out of it because it will destroy the pineapple flavor and the taste and everything like that. So you have to keep it relatively low on the IPA spectrum when it comes to hops. That makes sense. See that, folks? We keep them around for something. Uh, now, obviously, I yeah, we went over exactly what an IP, IPA is on, I think, the first episode. Yep. Uh, I guess real quick, just for any anybody new to the game, IPA, India Pale Ale, uh, English style thing originally they now have American pails obviously yep. but uh, East Coast West Coast yeah it's there's a whole it's like buying a a Labrador yep. you know there's Black Lab Golden Lab Chocolate Lab this lab that lab my lab Chem Lab it's all over the joint same thing uh, with IPAs now uh, but originally India Pale Ale yes I said it was an English beer initially where does the India come in because they brewed these to ship to India through the you know East India Trading Company and whatnot. Sun never sets on the British Empire. 
and the hoppiness helped preserve it, keep it good, so it could make that lovely sea voyage because we, you know, hadn't invented an airplane yet. Yep. Or a teleporter, which comes soon, I'm sure. I'm hoping. Yes. Get rid of drunk driving. Although I'd love to see a drunk teleporting thing. <laughs> DUI and your teleporter guy. Really? Take me to take me to find me. <laughs> take me to my bed. Like. <laughs> All right, but uh, overall, what's your what's your selling point impression on uh, this uh, long shot pineapple IPA? I like it. It's different. It's creative. Uh, don't think I could drink a six pack of it. No. But I like it. I also enjoy it. Uh, like I said, I, I definitely got my hopes up a little bit, uh, hoping for a bit more of the pineapple bite. Um, I, I'm a touch disappointed, but mo that's mostly my fault, I think, more than anything else. It's definitely a very good beer. Uh, it's easy drinking. I might be able to knock down a six-pack, but it, it might be a little uh, sugary for me to do that. I'm probably going to end up with some really bad uh, heartburn from that. Yep. But overall, uh, Miss Berry over here did did a pretty cool thing. It's definitely an out there theory, an out there idea. And quite frankly, I like it. It's boom. I mean, pow. Thundercloud. Bam. Kitschy sound effects. <laughs> Love it. Congratulations. I enjoy it. All right. As we hustle along on this very exciting episode four and a half, where are we going now, Miller? We are going with the an American stout. Ooh, stouts! Coincidentally, something that became a kind of a heartfelt favorite of mine after our lovely St. Patrick's episode. Yep. By the way, check that out. It's episode three. Look for it on uh, iTunes and uh, maybe even pirated on some other, you know, Pirate Bay or you know Silk Road. Some shady internet website. I'm sure somebody's pirated us by now. For that good. A uh, little dark on the color, huh? That's that's <laughs> actually Jesus. That's quite dark. Wow. Well, actually, will uh, leave me in some really exciting uh, educational points for the uninitiated. Because once again, this is an educational podcast. Be filed right up there next to I don't know something else that would teach you something, like CNN World News. Well, here we go. Thank you, Miller. God, I feel like I know that guy. Kind of looks like Big Joe. You remember Big Joe? Yep. <laughs> this one, uh, like I said, we're going from so we went from a four point four to a six. Now we're hitting the seven point two. Ever forward, sir. Climbing and, the great ladder. And to give you an idea on the color, it is jet black. Yep, that's. Uh, I'd say that's fair. Yeah, that's, there's, there's <laughs> no light getting through that. No, uh, it's, it's a black hole in a cup. Yep, good head. Uh, good head. Uh, yeah. Off white. Uh, off white, almost a little caramelly. Yeah, but, old, yeah. I mean, with still. Ooh, smells good. <clears throat> I apologize, folks. It's you know pollen season, and I'm out and about working with grass and trees, so. You get the chocolate smell. Oh God, yeah, that's 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 that smells great. That smells real good. Oh wow, I'm excited. Oh yeah, this dude. is good. <laughs> you get the chocolate and coffee notes right off the rip. Oh, a huge, huge yeah. chocolate yeah. kick right. What once it hits your tongue, there's mm -hmm. boom, 
uh, you know, it's very heavy mouthfeel, very uh, lightly carbonated, to say the least. Yeah, it's incredibly smooth. Yeah. Incredibly smooth. Yeah, this is... This is the definition of a stopia. Yeah, this like, is extremely good. He looked in the dictionary and said, like, boom, this. Yes. No thinking involved. Yes. It was created by Russ uh, Bruner. Uh, I'll go with that. To you, I commend you, sir, on this one. Yeah, dude, you, Mr. Bruner. You know what? I'm, I'm doing a, a mid-review sound drop right there. Something I swore I would do in my head. <laughs> but this is it's one of the better stouts I've had. Yeah, this, I wish we had this for other episodes. I wish we had this one on the same pack podcast on just this beer right <laughs> I now. know. No, this is extremely good. Uh, I, I'm going to say it right now. I think this is the overall winner in the six-pack. Oh, dude, hands down. This is, like, I'm an IPA guy first. Yeah. It's my thing. I enjoy stouts because, you know, I enjoy the kind of slightly desserty yeah. kind of chocolate and coffee thing two things that are very near and dear to me this is amazing this yeah yeah so i guess Craig, let's check out that <laughs> srm scale what's yeah. the uh, biggest number on here i get right now yeah you're getting black yeah i'm looking at right around a 40 yeah so <laughs> and with the chocolate and coffee no it's most definitely a dessert beer yeah it's <clears throat> not getting a well i guess i'm getting a little bit of the coffee on the on the back as a aftertaste, yep. but I feel it's a very heavy on the uh, on the chocolate note. Let's see what this. Uh, what does he tell me about this? Notes of chocolate coffee. And again, might as well actually. I'll let you read this. You're literate. Yeah. Notes of chocolate and coffee carry through to a velvety finish in this big malty stout. Uh, the richness is balanced by hints of citrus pine from the Columbus and Cascade hops. Hops, you really, I don't know, I don't get the taste of hops. Maybe my senses aren't that defined, but I know what Cascade hops taste like. I've had a bunch of Cascade IPAs, uh, and stouts are typically, uh, like, very lightly hopped. I mean, there's not much to them when it comes to the way of hop character. So, uh, to me, yeah, you can th you, you you throw hops in there to give it the you know balance it out a little bit. Yeah, um, one thing that we do look at here, we do have a kind of a hop wheel that kind of breaks down what in theory you should be hitting. Uh, obviously, once again, stout, so it's a more malt-based beer, hence the chocolate, the coffee notes you're going to get, and as Miller just told us. The Cascade and uh, Columbus hops, which Columbus theoretically being a more herbal type hop and uh, Cascade a citrus base. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily taste that, but that's something that could be probably pretty easily masked by going a lower ratio of that to a much heavier uh, percentage with your malts, which, I mean, he says right here, velvet finish in this big malty stout. It's a huge malty stout. Yes, this this guy brought it. <laughs> Once again, want to be a bear, be a grizzly. Yes, like he did it right. And you know, it's like we said, dessert beer. But this is like oh, dude, this top of the list for me. This is me banging out of where I can do a lunch somewhere beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's got to go. You got to do the stout. Uh, 
I'd say the pineapple IPA would be second for me. Uh, honestly, I'm going to lean uh, towards Mr. Cesar Marone and his Grazer. Um, and I only say that because, once again, I got my hopes up a little too high. Uh, you know, head in the clouds. If your heads are in the clouds, your feet are not on the ground. Yep. And I kind of... I kind of blew my opinion on the uh, pineapple IPA. Yeah, it, it was nice. I like it, but I, I, I thought something completely different. Yeah. I mean, overall on this six pack, I think it was well worth the ten bucks. Oh, dude, a thousand and four percent. If you're out there, you're grabbing your standard fare. Pick this thing up. Yeah, it's, if you, if for nothing else, pick it up for this for this stout. Yeah, if you can find the Sam Adams Long Shot Home uh, American Homebrew uh, Contest six pack, I definitely recommend picking it up. Uh, I don't know how widely available it is across the country, but you know I found it local here in Boston, so you know we know it's around here. Oh yeah, I mean, well, where does Sam Adams brew out of Boston? Yes, hey. but it's a also a national homebrew contest. Is the word national actually written in there? Well, uh, American. Yeah, American. American means national, yeah. I assume, or North America. It's somewhere. It's continental. You get 1,300 entries, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, exactly. So, I guess uh, that said, yeah. uh, we've we've each picked our starting order. It's slightly yeah. different, but, I mean, it's like listening to uh, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay on the draft analysis. Same players, different spots. Yeah. This was fantastic. Miller, it's yeah. great being back, buddy. Great being back. Boom. <laughs> Welcome back, and everybody else, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, look for an actual episode five. Coming, coming up soon. soon. Yeah. Coming soon. Oh. I don't know what we should do. Uh, you know, we, we'll just bait that, but summer is in the air, kind of. When it's, it's, so, I'm still not feeling that summer thing. It's 60 degrees, cloudy, with a chance of rain right now. All right, maybe we'll do a shandy episode. <laughs> staring down the barrel of June. <laughs> yes. All right, well... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, checking us out. Sorry to be gone so long. Glad to be back. Take and, care. <laughs> all right, guys. Play us out. I'm going to go there. I'm going to climb. Now I don't know about no law. I don't see no crime. Ain't no rest I'm gonna get down to the wall and get undressed well, I can stand it I can stand it I can't wait to see them walls fall down Tell me Jesus Why they run is it by the weight of the war run, weight of the gun? Got 15 minutes now, and I just don't care. I'm gonna take this off for granted when I get there. And I can stand.